0: Shafee, Shafee, are you there?
1: It's kind of silly to waste time on that one. <laughs> <laughs> silly to waste time on this whole show, yeah. You know? <laughs> Once again, on the hill country surrounding Greater Austin, Texas. Here I sit behind my microphone. Observing the darkness. Where there where used to where there used to be birds. There were two parrots there today, actually. The couple who I think just moved here from LA was stopped to look at the parrots. They're like, oh, I sure didn't expect any parrots in Austin, Texas. Uh <laughs> that's exactly what they sounded like, believe it or not. And uh, and that's what I have to say uh, There will be some other things said tonight On this 88th episode of One Magical Hour a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular But before I can say them We need to get this guy on the line He has mandibles like the predator He is a Martinique mystiker and a Montserrat Mistaker. The pride of Tarzana, California It's Matthew Brampy When I find myself in
0: champagne bubbles, Uncle Shafee comforts me. Whisper words of wisdom, podcast me. And in my hour of garage darkness, he's right here on my laptop screen. Speaking words of wisdom, podcast me. And then he goes, "Podcast podcast me, podcast me, podcast me, podcast me. Speaking words of wisdom, podcast we, podcast we. <laughs> I changed it right there at the end. I realized maybe I was being too a little too me. It was the me generation in that song.
1: <laughs> it's just, uh, it's it's all about it's all about you. It's all about you and me. That's two me's. There were three I me's was... in that song. There's room for another room for another me on this podcast
0: when i was sweating doing some carpentry that song seemed like a great idea
1: <laughs> it but was it's a good song i mean I don't know about here on the podcast it's a great song you know
0: that's a great song yeah uh, and maybe maybe i you know maybe that's the problem it's a great song and i should just be using like you know candy songs for the parodies but you got to hit people where where they bleed right gotta, in the heart right gotta, in the heart
1: muscle you gotta use all the songs I, th- we got a lot of episodes we got a lot of songs any song you think of to use you should use it you yeah
0: <laughs> yeah let me ask you something did you say the name of the podcast in your intro this time
1: i did how often does that okay. happen <laughs> that's good right, look, we,
0: should, we should do it every time right we, me, we're like some do... kind of
1: show off saying the name of the podcast in the podcast introduction
0: are you sure that you did i don't recall it but i think uh, i
1: am we'll
0: go to the tape i'll go to the tape i did i said i
1: said name and number okay great
0: 88 that seems auspicious to me because you know good luck it's not some kind you know 88 the only if we need to make it to 888 to really be lucky i think
1: it's 888 is the is the super lucky number right my cousin Noah got married on eight eight oh eight for just that reason. Okay.
0: And um, I will always I, get, re-
1: I will always remember his anniversary because of it. I got engaged
0: on eight eight oh eight. Wow. Yeah. Which I thought was auspicious. Yes, indeed. I mean, I did that. I did that on purpose. Um, well, welcome to episode eighty eight, uh, Shafi. Um, I think we you and I have both had a big day. Right? Do you had a big day? I did, yeah. Making I, uh, just
1: your making your bar go. Spent the whole day slaving away in the kitchen. Making I, sandwiches and salads for the good people of East Austin, Texas.
0: I mean, that that does a man good, right? Just yeah. serving up food all day.
1: Yeah. Get back to Humbles you. Yeah. For sure. <laughs>
0: um I had a big day. We, uh, I've had a bike rack for a long time, just sitting in a box in my garage, <laughs> and we've transported some bikes. But usually, I can, I can take my bike apart and fit a kid's bike inside. But now we got kind of more bikes and bigger bikes, and so for the first time today, I loaded up mine and Griffin's bike on that bike rack, and we went down to Pease Park. We rode Shoal Creek Trail down to. He wanted to go to the Ninth Street BMX Park. Oh yeah, here in downtown Austin, Texas, the good citizens, the BMXers of the world have. There's some weird like, it's a city park, but the city doesn't maintain the jumps and the and the the BMX contours. This this riding area, which is like. I don't know. Maybe it's like a couple acres, you of like right off, of, right on Ninth Street, and it's it's just filled with little tracks and and BMX jumps, big ones. Some of them are like a vertical skateboard type bowl, but but in dirt. Mm-hmm. And then there's another like smaller track. They call it the pump track. That's you know there, there's a few different levels to ride here, and there are other little trails that like you know, I don't have a BMX bike. I read like a mountain bike type bike. And, um, I thought I'm not going to have any fun there, but there are little trails that just sort of like go all around and through the little forms. And, uh, we had a good time, but it was, re- it reminded me of, uh, when I had kids, I, I had a such a, tr- I had such trouble with the first part of it, you know keeping them alive as basically fetuses humans give birth to basically fetuses we were watching these sea turtles the other night on something and sea turtles they lay the eggs and they the babies come out of the eggs and they go to the sea and then like they never see their mom again you know they're just all, they're programmed to do it all right there but humans are not like that you got to you spend years saying the same things over and over and over and over just to program them to be like citizens you know and not jerk faces all the time it's so difficult like that's the natural state of humans is just to be horrible beastlies and and it takes so much there's so much upfront effort with having kids it's like any investment you know you put in a lot of sweat equity up front and you hope you just hope that someday it pays off right well today it was paying off To, to to go with my kid and do a trail ride. I love Peace Park. There used to be a disc golf course there. It's not there anymore. I went and parked right where you would park to start the disc golf. I, and it's just like a – it's such a sacred place for me. And we got on the trail and we go down. The, the, this Joel Creek Trail is so fun. And you go by House Park. And uh, I don't know. Just doing – finally getting your kid to a point where they want to do something that's fun for you is really – uh it's a great payoff of an investment it's what I put in a lot of work to make that happen
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: so that's uh that's wonderful. cheers to today cheers to episode 88
1: cheers uh, to you indeed uh what was I going to say you should have written it down you know <laughs> it was just I mean talking about kids yeah that, and that sounds like a lot of fun uh you were talking about saying things over and over and then over and over again to program kids. I was having dinner with Dick and Kathleen and, of course, Dottie and Shafee. Shafee's three years old or whatever, two and a half. Uh, And there was a candle sitting on the dinner table. Of course, Shafee, as soon as the candle gets lit, Shafee puts his hand in the general direction of the candle. He's kind of holding it above the flame where he feels some of the warmth. And uh, Kathleen looks over at him and was like, Schaefer, you remember what happened last time you were playing around with fire, right? And he was like, Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: he was like, I'm cool, <laughs> like, I fully remember it. I'm this, <laughs> uh, I am going to do this no matter what. Uh, yeah, and I was just yeah talking about you talking about saying the things over and over again, and then you know, and even then, they won't There's <laughs>
0: However many times you think you need to tell a kid something for them to learn it, multiply that by 1 million. <laughs> and that's how many times you will end up having to say it until they finally learn. <laughs> and then one day they're, you know, they're like You know, my daughter is is older and she's pretty sophisticated, but every once in a while she goes to the bathroom and leaves a number two and just doesn't flush it and just like walks away from it and you come and find it and you're like what are you doing she's like uh oh, i don't know you know i, I forgot <laughs> I don't know.
1: you're just like flush the toy yeah, it's, there, it's a, a there th- is a million. so much to remember in this world a million
0: little things <laughs> i don't know man it's unbelievable it's it's like i probably said this before and i'll say it a, a million, one times a million times again on this podcast. It's surprising that we are successful as a species on this planet with the <laughs> di- with the difficulties in raising a child. I, it definitely, this other, seems, this it definitely kind
1: of, seems like we do it against great odds. You know, you know
0: what? There's another. There's there's a couple things at play there. Of course, there's the the illusion and the mystery. <laughs> of this is why it happens again and again sex feels good it it's it's a it's a trick of of the of evolution okay that bottom bottom line sex feels good and then you're like oh i forgot all the pain but that's the other part it, you forget all the pain and people just keep doing the same stuff over and over like you forget how painful it is to have them and to raise them. And then you're like, oh, I forgot that pain. Let's do it again. <laughs> and that, there we go. We, we, we've we got our own um, epoch, right? The Anthropocene. Did I pronounce that right? Sounds good I, to me, buddy. Did I say it right? <laughs> um, big day. Fun times. Can I talk about I'm already talking a lot. I said I wasn't gonna verb, be verbose, but
1: Oh wait, I've got a got a little, little different. You one ju- here. Why Ready don't you jump it? in why don't you
0: jump in here and ice me a little bit and I'll get back to my I got another rant. Anthropocene. Anthrop Anthropocene. Okay. Anthropocene. Okay. Is that like the Pleistocene? Oh, now 100%. I can totally hear myself in your monitor. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> we got it. You
1: got to After- turn me down. Turn me down in your monitor, please. Anthropocene. Can I get less Matthew in my monitor, please? Sound guy. <laughs> <laughs> you got a sound guy over there? <laughs> That's really
0: sophisticated. I didn't realize that this podcast had gotten so sophisticated. I feel like it's far into
1: the podcast and
0: we haven't really even heard from this guy.
1: Oh, no, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll, soothe, he'll soon, he'll soon the savage Matthew.
0: <laughs> Listen, um, I like, uh, Alex battles, our, our sensei, our mentor, our shared executive producer, uh, was complimenting the appearance of the robot in the last episode, and I really yeah. think I think the robot has. It was a novelty at first, but I think it's really woven its way into everybody's hearts, right? <laughs> Except maybe Shafy. May like.
1: No, I'm done with the robot. Are you, did you take a picture of something? Over there? I did. I took a picture. Uh, my, my computer desktop is cycles through every pic every phone picture that I have, every camera phone picture i've ever taken in like the last 20 years somehow i, I don't know how it works somehow it has, those those go to the cloud and then my debt my com- my desktop computer my mac we it cycles through all of those pictures uh for every you know 45 seconds as desktop photos or whatever you know, as the wall pa- desktop wallpaper is what I'm trying to say. And so uh, sometimes some very interesting stuff pops up. Like my brother Dick Hall wearing a napalm death shirt. No. <laughs> which was for Matthew Roy's heavy metal birthday party um, down in San Antonio about 10 years ago uh he he let us like go through his closet and just pick out our favorite heavy metal shirts to wear my sister and my brother and I uh and we wore those to the party and that's how it came to be that Dick Hall is wearing a Napalm Death shirt in this picture
0: and you're not able to like stop the the carousel and and figure out what photo that was and download it you have to take a picture of your computer screen with your phone yeah to, cata- I mean, to,
1: to, I to catalog I, that yeah i would have to scroll through hundreds of totally like un, you know just they're just randomly assigned numbers to these pictures you know not none of them have been alphabetized or anything uh so hilarious yeah so i'll, t- I'll yeah i'll take a picture with my phone and then i'll kind of crop it a little and then i'll send it on to dick or whoever need i feel like would like to see it
0: can you put that can you put that picture up on the facebook group
1: yeah I definitely. just
0: because i because i want to see the quality of the photo like i'm interested in like how does your phone interpret that and also like i would like to see dick and i think that's a sweet story where matthew roy lets y'all get yeah. into his closet <laughs>
1: we went through we we looked at every it was fun because you know he had a story for everyone because he had gotten all of those shirts at shows and he could tell us you know which which venue he saw him and who he was with and you know and what you know if the if there was actual blood on stage or you know flames or whatever or if the lead singer happened to be wearing chains or handcuffs or something or all the, all the stuff you need to know about a heavy metal band. Yeah. He all was the, all to, that stuff. Yeah. He was able to tell us.
0: Um, I, I need to talk to you about something. Uh, there was two guys, one outfit, I, which... I is a photo at the bar of you and porter that i mentioned on the show a while back and we talked about having porter on to tell the story but you know what i can't really wait for that i here's the here's the truth of the matter folks is that the bar is busy now and these guys we're never going to get him on like we podcast while he's watching the bar like so listen just tell the story so, for one thing, we have so many broken promises on this podcast. I, we have got to stop promising the listeners that we're going to like do something or not do something or sing a song or not sing a song. And we're talking about Topanga. And ta- Can you tell us about two guys, one outfit?
1: We had uh, in New York, Porter and I are both big tennis fans. Don't and- give us the abridged version either. draw this puppy out we
0: don't have a whole lot on the show sheet
1: in new york we used to uh from our beer rep from our heineken rep specifically heineken was always a sponsor of the u.s open so we would get free tickets to go see the u.s open tennis uh from him and like there was one day we planned we went out on i think it was the second friday so it's awesome you can get morning and afternoon tickets we ended up getting morning morning and afternoon we got we got both and that is the reason we ended up and we decided so then yeah we decided to wear white and i like i went and uh i went to i don't know uh dick's or whatever a sporting goods store a sporting goods store in in new york you know in manhattan and got (laughs) <laughs> Got us some white shorts and white polo shirts, Ten- tennis wear. We already had. We both wore. Porter still wears them to this day. The time I was wearing them too. Uh, uh, not Rod Laver Adidas. So those are white too. I must said Arthur Ashe Adidas, but they're Rod Laver, Ad, rocket rocket Rod the Rocket Laver Adidas. And is that a tennis player? Yeah. Okay. Uh, from down under.
0: Oh, all right.
1: Yeah, beloved. I know the Aussies love tennis. Yeah, beloved Mm -hmm. Aussie tennis player, and so we went to spend this twelve-hour day, you know, in Flushing Meadows at the U.S. Open, dressed all (laughs) entirely in white, dressed the same. Super fun, (laughs) Uh, but because it was because it was a a, you know a full day affair. In fact, as far as the tournament was concerned. We were it, it was a it was a two a two show affair, right? We had tickets in the morning and tickets for the afternoon. So we got there. Uh, I think we watched Serena play and Joker. Uh, and we drank some Heineken, some Heineken Lights specifically. We were having our draft. We got yeah. We got we got fully loaded. <laughs> Uh, and we had some of their some of the vodka cocktails too. We got we got fully drunk in the morning, uh, which was fun. And Great then, way to start the day. And then we uh, the uh, arena uh, matches were kind of over. Like, uh, like I said, we saw Serena beat whoever she beat, and Djokovic beat whoever. You know, these were early round matches. And then we went and we just wandered around, um, and we saw some of the some of the lower seed guys playing on uh, uh, on the outer courts which are awesome because that's like a high school court you're just sitting there on metal bleachers six feet away from the court and there's wow. nothing between you and the players and so we, I remember we watched uh, a doubles match and uh, Isner and uh, Isner and that other tall tall American player they were playing together those guys are so tall And uh, that was fun. And then we were sitting right next to, I think it was Juan Del Potro or something. It was a South American uh, player. And that, you know, just there, you just get the, you don't really understand how fast they're serving until you're sitting right next to it. And you're just like, it shoots by you. And you're like, I didn't even see it. The camera and the distance the camera is from the, uh, from the, Tennis court slows it down quite a bit. Anyway, we did that. That was super cool. Then we uh, were catching Nadal playing Patrick Rafter. uh, And uh, we proceeded to get drunk again. (laughs) And And we were like... And Rafter was losing and we just, we wanted to see more tennis. So even though like the whole arena was rooting for Nadal, Nadal, there were these two drunk guys way up in the nosebleed seats yelling for Patrick Rafter. And he actually won the third set. That was the only set he took. And we just went ballistic. We were just so fired up. We had like, you would have thought that he had, he had won the whole, the whole championship the way we were going off up there. That's Uh, hilarious. Then we proceeded to take the train back to our home bar, the Four-Faced Liar. And, of course, on the train ride, we sobered up again. And then we got there and we had some drinks. So that was actually a day of we had three discreet drunks. And two, (laughs) uh, I don't know how many, how many of it was, seven tennis matches, two train rides, and two outfits. And that was... Two guys one outfit to be more specific that's that was an epic day and you can see the you can see the picture it's framed on the wall at the front page
0: oh yeah you should come to the front page on friday may 7th for my birthday 5 to exactly. 9 exactly i was Pro, just going to say provax cinco en, en el siete cinco en el siete we're celebrating cinco de mayo on the 7th C'est la vie at the front page.
1: La vie, indeed. East, Lower East Austin's
0: premier Tesla employee bar. Um Shafi, let me ask you a question, and this is a, a serious one this time, not one of those um stupid things that I say between <laughs> between rants. Um what what it sparked your love of tennis? What 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 is like? I don't really. I know you like tennis, and I know you've played some tennis, but where did that begin?
1: When I was a kid, I went to a Montessori school in San Antonio called Criterion Montessori, and it was right across the street from the San Antonio Tennis Center. So I would go to summer school there, just basically summer, like it's basically just like them taking care of the kids. You know, it's not it's not like public summer school where you go because you have to because you failed something it's just they tell me about it they take my life story they take care of the kids for you know for families who work and uh and I would go to tennis camp every year my mom you know just mom was just careful to find stuff like that for me um and she did she did a good job of that and so I, I learned to play tennis there. And then another big influence was we did not have cable when I was a kid. We did not even have a TV for most of my childhood. We were that this kind is, of family.
0: This is where we find out about Shaver's hard times.
1: And I think that's, you know, in retrospect, I think that's cool. Don't get me wrong. Not uh, for sure. But uh, I, I would spend summers when I wasn't, you know, at tennis camp or whatever, I would go down and spend summers with Nana and Grandpa down in Edinburgh with my grandmother and grandfather. And they had cable. And not only that, but uh, I had my own room in there with a TV, with cable in that room. Right. The Shining so, and all that. You know there was a lot of cable being watched. Uh, <laughs> tons of MTV. Yesterday, uh, I was talking with one of my regulars, Ed Espinoza. It was in and the song faith by George Michael came on and I was like, man, I wonder how many times I watched a video for this song in the summer of 1988. Like it must've been hundreds. A million. But so the, but the other great thing about uh, Nana's was uh, HBO And at the time in the 80s hbo had an amazing they did an amazing wimbledon coverage they had the wimbledon contract and so they would do this amazing coverage of all the matches at wimbledon but they would also do these really great up close and personal things of all the players you would get to know the players really well as a result like i knew it was funny if i would ever you know find an adult who cared to talk about tennis because i could just reel off about boris Becker. And uh, Steffi Graf, and uh, Lendl, and John McEnroe, uh, Bjorn Borg—like those were those were all my boys and and girls. And uh, and I yeah I knew a lot about him. I was re- yeah I was really into tennis, and uh, you know various times in my life I played it. Um, in Brooklyn, uh, Lucas Markwart and I took it up. And actually, we got to where we were playing like four times a week, and got got uh, got quite good. I remember one time when I came to visit, I
0: saw you either right before. I think you were on your way to play tennis. Yeah, y'all were playing under the Brooklyn Bridge.
1: Yeah, could be. Yeah, we mostly played um, in Fort Greene Park, but uh, I did. Were, play there, a- were
0: the tennis courts under the bridge somewhere?
1: There- there were tennis courts under, under the, the bridge
0: somewhere.
1: They were actually underneath uh there were some underneath the Williamsburg Bridge on the Manhattan okay. side. Okay, that that's uh, what it was. That's probably uh-huh. where yeah, where we were headed. Uh well,
0: that's interesting. Ed, Ed Espinosa comes into the bar. Is he the head of Progress Texas? Yes. I see him on the I know that because I'm a local news watcher. In fact, I think he was at the bar the, the other night when we were having the Adam's birthday. Right.
1: He may have been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I really tend to ask insightful questions a lot like Dick Cavett and get some really good content. Like <laughs> your, like the, your history with, with your love of soccer. Th- thank you for sharing. I think that was, um, uh, peeling back another juicy layer of onion on old Shafie <laughs> <laughs> um can i just uh talk to you about something that i've been noticing here in austin texas
1: yeah i think, i feel
0: like, i don't i feel like <laughs> i feel like wait is this a new segment something i've been noticing here in austin texas i don't know i'm just i'm 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 workshopping it. What do you guys think? Uh, get get at us, Alex. What do you think? I like it already. Just you know, I don't know stuff. I'm just noticing here in Austin, Texas. Um, Shafi, are you a fan of uh, Los Verdes, uh, Austin FC? Uh, I am a dude. Golos you are
1: los arboles. Er, <laughs> los
0: arboles, sí. Arboles, sí. Con mucho arbol, con grande arbol. Um, mm-hmm. I want, I want to commend the
1: marketing team. I got has... to, I got to tell you though, Matthew. Uh, los arboles need to start scoring more goals.
0: Well, um, like one for instance they are (laughs) they've there it's their second Actually, tonight is their second game and they are right now engaged in a fierce match with uh the colorado rapids is that is that what the
1: colorado rapids that's correct
0: yep the colorado rapids yeah um i'm so like uh i'm such a I was a soccer player and I'm a huge soccer fan and I follow the Premier League but I've struggled to get into any sort of MLS action um and I've for I uh, probably about the past 5 years and partially because of this push to finally get an MLS team in Austin I've tried to get into the MLS and it's difficult it's The level of play is not great, I don't think. And like, if you're accustomed to watching Champions League matches, European football, then that must be very disappointing. It's a lot of like, boot it forward and lose the ball, and I don't know. It's just not
1: as nuanced. It is definitely not like watching the Premiership. However, we were talking about this, and you know, are you going to make a case for it? Go ahead. Just last week when we watched the first game. There, it was a bunch of us, and it it had been a while since any of us had watched M- any MLS soccer. And we agreed that it seemed to have improved from what we remembered. Well, so. let me tell
0: you that LAFC, they're the ones that got the Carlos Vela, right? Doesn't LAFC have... Isn't that who they played last week? LAFC? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I I was camping. I missed it. And they got Carlos Vela. There, there are some teams that I think are a little more elevated than others. Of course, you know, Portland has a great tradition and Seattle has a great great tradition. There are some MLS teams, too, that have some real good, good fan bases. Well, anyway, back to my original rant. Let me – a rant. Maybe that's too strong a word. We'll see. Let me commend the marketing team that brought Austin FC into the community because it has been an absolute blitzkrieg. Of a marketing campaign. I'm talking billboards, TV, merch. We've got a a world celebrity, McConaughey, half-owning the team and just doubling down on everything Verde. He's he's leveraged, you know, and I want MLS to succeed in Austin. I really do. Um, Oh, definitely. But soccer has... Austin has tried professional soccer not on this level but the, but we've had some under leagues and you know Stoke City had the Austin Aztecs here at one point and it's weird how Austin a soccer crazy town uh, has not supported professional soccer so I, listen I'm very excited but the way they have sold the sizzle on this steak is unbelievable like <laughs> they've they have built Uh, This there's a billboard on airport that says the legend continues (laughs) June 19th like they're dubbing this this organization a legend before they've played a match. And and if so many people have bought jerseys and merch and I see stickers everywhere and it is covered and bi- billboards galore, all kinds of billboards supporting Austin FC, like Austin FC supporting COVID safety. Austin, like It is unbelievable. Kudos to the marketing team. They have done a good job. M- my neighbor is from Argentina and he's a River Plate guy, you know, and the... Talk about legend. There are soccer clubs in the world that have, over the last 100 years, built a firm foundation of legendary status. And we have a cardboard (laughs) tree, a a green cardboard tree that's like the legend. Listen, I'm as excited as anybody. I live near the stadium. I'm a soccer fan. I think it's going to be great. But the way they have turned this thing into something out of nothing before it became – before they had a kick, before they scored a goal. they By the way, they they still haven't scored a goal in league play. It is the second game. It is the 51st minute against the Colorado Rapids. Rapids won. Austin FC nil. No. <laughs> so I don't know. It's funny. It's weird, right? There are things in the world that are like – the thing before the thing is a little bit of a mirage. I don't know. We'll see Austin FC fans. It's going to be a tough season.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is what I was, you gotta like, there's a, there's a run-up period, right? I guess. I don't know. I...
0: Oh, Oh, listen, as a, as a player of this game, it takes a long time to build a group and make a chemistry and, and, and coach you know, to build a culture and to make a great team is difficult unless you have tons of money and you can just hire all the biggest stars of the world, which remember the Miami Heat from like 2006. You know what I mean? That happens. This is not the case. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't recognize any of the names on the roster. the The coach is a young guy with some... Dubious pedigree. I, look, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a rough run in terms of results for a long time. Uh, that being said, the stadium is gorgeous and it's going to be a great facility and it's going to be a really fun time. And I think that's great. But <laughs> to 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 dub it the legend before it happens is just hilarious to me.
1: Okay, rant okay. over.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for you still listening to the podcast. You don't want
1: to you, wanna, you don't want to put up a vote for for. Austin FC, that team you've never heard of that has no credentials whatsoever. <laughs> I, I mean, I, so many billboards,
0: like many, many different designs. The the, the amount of media that they've put into this, it, and it's got to be staggering from a financial perspective. And uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see practically in my neighbor that stadium is right by Capital Beverage. My office of 13 years was like Caddy corner across the tracks from the stadium. And I it, it used to seem like such the industrial area and like a nowhere part of town. And now it's like, I don't know. It's going to be a big thing with everything that's going up, the domain. And, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. The times they are changing. Oh, Shafee. yeah, Austin done changed. How about we go to the next segment? Do you you put this on the show sheet? Do you have a, do you have a, do you have a cue from the J?
1: I have one. I was I you know I was realizing that maybe, uh, maybe we uh, I, was, I, I went through all of the old cue cue from J emails. I and mean, we definitely uh, J, A.K.A. Jeff. We need we need more cues from you. However, there was one that I think maybe we glossed over it. I, I, don't, I don't remember if we discussed this or not, you tell me. But I figure no matter how much we discussed it, this could do with more discussion.
0: Maybe we have new listeners who could just, you know, who didn't there hear it first time.
1: What is it? The question is, would you help your pod brother cover up a serious crime? If you felt it was justified,
0: I don't think we've done this one. I, I didn't. One hundred percent, we have not done this one.
1: I didn't think so either. Well, Matthew, would you?
0: <sighs> Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't hesitating. I was only hesitating because Griffin is poking his head. <laughs> That's good. I was worried about. He had this he had to chime in because one of the guys in his audio book is named Matthew. Oh, yeah! Isn't that sweet? Okay, <laughs> let me get my. Jeez, what a like we had a, like a real kind of <laughs> moment with gravitas here, and and Griffin really really hey, took us down. Hey, up, that's took a us down a peg. That's a moment. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Um,
1: Matthew, I found Shavy, another Matthew. This is
0: such a. Uh, you know me, man. I'm not a black and white kind of guy. There yeah. are there
1: are so many shades. Well, of gray I think this is this important here, Matthew. And, what? It, careful to note how the questions were. Would you help your poor brother cover up a serious crime if you felt it was justified? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. Because to me, that makes it easy. I don't know. There
0: are crimes in this world that are totally justified because we live in a totally unjust system, as evidenced by the, all of the things that have been happening in our in our world this last year, week, you know, 300 years in this country, whatever. Like, um, you know, if you, if you did something that was really, you were, let's say you were, you were protecting somebody, let's say you killed somebody, but, but you were protecting somebody else from like a hate crime or, you know, like, I don't know. I would cover yeah. up for you under all kinds of circumstances. In fact, Shafy, I can't hardly think of a
1: circumstance in
0: which I'd turn you into the popo. Cause right. Completely- okay. So,
1: <laughs> so that's the, car- yeah. For, so for the record for me, serious crime. If I felt it was justified. Yes. In a second, I wouldn't even hesitate to help you cover up whatever it was. Particularly if I felt it was justified. Now, you, I think
0: what we're finding out here is that we're a couple of scoff laws.
1: If you got yourself into some trouble that maybe was, you know, maybe you didn't mean to, maybe it was just an accident, uh, I, I'd probably help you cover that up, too. Even, you know, even if it wasn't necessarily justified, it was just maybe it was an accident. Maybe your temper got out of hand. Um, oh, my goodness! Well, you're taking it a step further than <laughs> I maybe I, <laughs> I would probably I would probably help you cover up that too, and the reason for that is you're my pod brother and well, I was- and
0: I have criminal genes, and so so I can't be <laughs> held accountable for my actions. That's just
1: how I was programmed,
0: like the sea turtles,
1: you know what I'm saying? criminal cheat gene- like you you stole your pants.
0: No, no. Like my DNA is is encoded to be uh, anti-authority. You don't have stolen stolen knickers. My criminal genes. That would be like, (laughs) were they used in the video? Smooth criminal. (laughs) Stolen pantaloons. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So that's a a, man. Another super thought-provoking question, though, from Jay. Yeah. Jay being an officer of the law, right? A
1: attorney of the law. An attorney, okay. Okay. An officer of the law is like a judge or an officer of the law is a police officer.
0: Oh, okay. Wait. Uh what's that other term? Uh the <laughs> uh, oh, never mind. We'll get to it. We'll do a Yield word shop on the term I couldn't remember later. <laughs>
1: okay. You <laughs> supposed posted. <laughs> we'll be waiting. <laughs> I'll come back to it. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I, I'll continue on this. Matthew. Also, you know, there's a whole there's a whole category of laws out there that I don't think are justified in the first place. And so I'll definitely definitely help you cover up any of those if you're uh, if you're seen to be committing a crime and, and and I don't consider the law legitimate. Boom. Yeah, you got me there too, man. I'll basically help you out no matter what. Thanks, bud. That's why this podcast rules. And it's okay. I know you got a family, so I'd, I wouldn't ask the same back. Like you know, if you if you go to jail, then you know, Griffin's got less food in his mouth. I wouldn't have that. So you know, I mean, if you if you can't help me, help me. But if it gets dangerous, it's all right. You can you can duck out. The crux of the question is in in
0: one's judgment about what is completely justified you know like yeah you i may think a crime is justified and another person would not like a judge yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: um i i've often thought about it because you know because i am very much against the death penalty but what if you know what if somebody did grave harm to my sister or to you know somebody close to me
0: you might like, be more you might be more pro death penalty i
1: think a lot li- yeah i think a lot of my you know a lot of my progressive ideas might be momentarily actually i don't think that's true i think i think i would be angry and then i would probably stick to my principles there um but you know that but all based on you know it all all based on the situation kind of like you were saying before.
0: All based on the situation, just like this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Can I? If we keep doing this. Oh, by the way, thank you from the queue from the J. J. Get at us. We need yeah. more cues. We need more cues, definitely. Necesitamos más cues.
1: <laughs> Necesitamos um. más queues and más goals.
0: Let's check the score. Austin FC. Oh, they scored a goal!
1: Whoa! I asked. I asked them to score a goal, and they scored a goal.
0: Diego Fagundes in the 60th minute scored a goal. They just scored
1: a goal for Los Árboles.
0: Diego was my name. Diego was my name that I took in Spanish class for some weird reason. In Spanish class, you were to take a Spanish name and I went with Diego. I really like that name. Still do. Despite San Diego being such a terrible place. Uh-huh. Um,
1: my sister went to San Diego. She was like,
0: ah, we didn't really like it there. Uh,
1: really? All, the t- all of my experiences in San Diego have been amazing. Sorry to this. Sorry to our San Diego listeners.
0: Uh, Schaefer, do we have any San Diego listeners? Uh oh. not to
1: my knowledge.
0: It was a rhetorical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go back to this. We're gonna run out of when we get to like 105. This is go, this bit's gonna totally be over. I I, I want to read the Svalina dream that corresponds with the episode number. Oh yeah. I want to read the 88th dream and thank you again, Matthias Valina. And I, did you see his tweet from the other day? No. Hold on. I I want to just, I want to just touch base on this because I feel like, I feel like somebody should reach out to him. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm getting into Twitter right now. I'm putting on some rubber boots before I go in because Twitter is a dirty, dirty place.
1: Um, Oh, man. oh, actually, real quick, uh, something just popped up on my desktop. In that those those photographs I was talking about, it's a haiku. You want you want to hear it? Yes, go. Oh, never mind. It's already gone. Damn. Oh man,
0: <laughs> why didn't you take a picture with your phone?
1: I should have. I'll dig those up. I'll dig those up for another poetry corner and explain them. Those were haiku that I wrote while I was working the worst job I've ever had. And uh, that's but that's a that's for another poetry corner. Let's stick to this one.
0: I'm really what a, upset because I'm on his, I'm on his Twitter. Okay, his yeah, this is the tweet that I wanted to read. His tweets are as good as the dreams. This is from April 22nd, just a couple of days ago. Please tell me to rest and heal and to stop being my body's own worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I see another tweet, <laughs> and then I see another tweet that I want to read from 11 hours ago. If I were a poet, I'd simply take the best words and put them in the best order. (laughs) I love that guy. I'm going to honor him again by reading The 88th Dream. (laughs) I'm going to retweet that right now. I'm retweeting that. Um, Okay. The 88th Dream. You are in a new James Bond movie. But James Bond has not arrived where you are yet, so you sit among the sprawled-out beautiful people, all of them wearing elaborate sunglasses beside an indoor swimming pool. There's a mechanical horse beside the pool. You must ride the mechanical horse, though you do not want to. But once you are on top of the mechanical horse, seated comfortably in the mechanical saddle, you find that you are really skilled at riding the mechanical horse. <laughs> Outside, through the full-length windows, the tall, thin trees shake and shudder and whip about in the unrelenting wind. But in here, atop your me- <laughs> atop your mechanical horse, you can't even hear the wind. <laughs> i feel like my laughing at the at the absurdity of this ruined it but
1: (laughs) i understand completely it's a very it's a very it's very funny poem i
0: i love this poem and matthias we think you are a poet so keep keep doing your thing please
1: yeah keep well yeah whatever the words just put them in any old order and we'll and matthew and schaefer will like it
0: keep inspiring the shit out of people (laughs) um
1: you I just... wonder if Matthias, you know, my uh, Dottie sent him a dream in the mail. Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did I he wonder get it? If he received it. I don't know.
0: I thought I uh, will tweet it. I'll tweet at him. At, hey, at Matthias, did you get Dottie's dream?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, give him if he's still catching up on some things. Give him some. Uh, give me a chance. Oh, you know who just popped up. On the old uh, screen? It better be me. No. Uh it's oh, uh, uh, a Pacific Northwest <laughs> Mystic uh oh. Gabriella blowing away on her saxophone.
0: Oh that is better than me.
1: <sighs> I sent you a, a funny picture of me popped up too that I sent you there. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Are you blowing a Fuvuzela in that picture? <laughs> I think it's, it looks, or maybe, a, maybe it's a plastic lightsaber.
0: It does look like a, it looks like a plastic lightsaber, but since we were, um,
1: That's at a. since that's, we were
0: talking about soccer, I thought it was a vuvuzela.
1: The funny thing is, I think that that's at a bait shop in Jamaica Beach, which is south of Galveston, between Galveston and Surfside.
0: I, I now have a photo that Schaefer just texted me of him taking a picture of his desktop and as, <laughs> as predicted, it is a very poor quality and you can see what's on Schaefer's desktop. Um, <laughs> the, here's the, it, <laughs> here are some of the folder titles. Does that say Andy's Cocktails? Whose Cocktails.
1: Andy's cocktails, yeah, that's left over from the monkeys. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mongoose Mungers- days. Oh yeah. right, Andy,
0: British Andy. He's a uh Rangers fan or Palace fan. Is he a Crystal Palace fan? Uh QPR Rangers. Oh, Rangers, right. That's even sadder. Okay. But then <laughs> <laughs> and then my poetry stuff, something you might see on Javis Desktop. But I'm super interested in the third folder down. Other it's things. it's other things. Hmm. Stay tuned for episode ninety-seven where we unpack Schaefer's folder other things. Oh
1: There are some funny things in other things.
0: Other things. Oh. Okay, well, I think we should wrap it up.
1: <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On
0: that note, we love each and every one in the universe, but only one magical universe. I mean, not all the not all the life forms in the universe. Just the yeah. listenership of the show, whether they be planetary or extraplanetary or bacterial. We it's love
1: you. Some of those life forms are probably real shit bags. I mean, you
0: said it, you said it, and I wrote it down and I put it on a sign and I was carrying it around town. (laughs) Uh, We love you and we want you to make creative endeavors and we want you to make poor choices like going to Apple podcasts and giving us a review. Yeah. Uh, Or or maybe that's the best choice you ever made. Maybe your life is led up to that moment of you putting five stars right into Apple podcasts for one magical hour. i Matthew and Schaefer podcast. Spectacular. Sorry. Thanks. I'm getting, I'm getting way theatrical right at the end of the show.
1: Yeah. Just like
0: all, Everybody's like, where were those, up. where were those theatrics before? Why didn't you start with that? Why'd you start like you were asleep, huh? Where were
1: those extra frijoles before, Matthew?
0: ¿Dónde están los extraños frijoles? Los frijoles extraños. (laughs) Get at us and correct my Spanish.
1: We love you. Love you. Remember, the poor the choices...
0: Y más dulce, el vino... (laughs)